Hey, this is Saurabh, and I just want to borrow a few seconds to tell you, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Typically, January and August are months of the year where maybe not the best of movies come out. That is why I am particularly surprised with this movie that we're going to be talking about today. Not only is this one of the best action movies of 2022, it is easily the best in the franchise, and I know it might sound blasphemous, but I think it's even better than the original in 1987 with director John McTurnan and actor and lead Arnold Schwarzenegger. The movie we're talking about today is Prey. Let's talk for a minute. I'm a huge fan of the 1987 classic Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. John McTiernan, another great action film director, and I don't know what's happened to him ever since the Anthony Pelicano case. He just kind of disappeared. Anyways, that movie was great on so many levels. It was wonderfully cheesy, had a lot of great action, kind of over-the-top machismo in it, and what was really great is actually that when it got down to it with the basics between Schwarzenegger and the Predator, you had to throw everything else away. The guns didn't work, trying to over power, using your strength, your brawn, all of that. No, none of that's going to work. It actually only starts to work when the action goes back to the basics and it's just Schwarzenegger and the Predator and any tools, weaponry, whatever, forget it. That's the kind of action movie that the 87 Predator movie was. And Prey very much respects that. It goes back to those roots and is such a wonderful film on so many levels. The score for this one, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Diving right into it, let's get into the pros. First of all, Amber Mid-Thunder as Naru awesome action star in this movie. It's one thing when there's great action between the hero and villain, that's already great enough right there. But when you have your main character also have kind of an arc of a story that you kind of give a damn about as well, like in this case, not kind of, I cared about what was happening to this character just as you're kind of seeing the story progress. A total badass in this movie. I also do want to mention that if you do remember some of the like iconic lines from the original film, you are going to find a few of them in this movie. I challenge you when you're watching this, pay attention to some of those lines. I promise you they will stand out and you will know that is one of them when you hear it. And then next, I do have to mention director Dan Trachtenberg. This is the same guy who made 10 Cloverfield Lane. I feel like with this movie, it actually reminds me recently, Quentin Tarantino in an interview said that after seeing Top Gun Maverick, it's the closest thing to another Tony Scott movie that we're ever going to get. Now, why I bring this up is because with the movie Prey, Trachtenberg has given us a feel of what the original director, the original Predator director, John McTiernan would have done. But both in the case of Tony Scott or in the case of John McTiernan, these newer films, these directors, have been able to incorporate the previous director's styles and touches a little bit in a successful way, adding their own touches to these movies as well. Trachtenberg here with Prey, he does an awesome job. He creates a very tight story, kind of keeps the pacing really fast. Now I've heard that the next thing he's working on is a series adaptation of Waterworld. I really wish him luck with that because that didn't start great to begin with. 
But if anyone can do it, he's proven with two movies now, 10 Cloverfield Lane, and now with Prey, that he is an awesome director and not one to underestimate. So let's see what happens with that series and other projects that he may have in development. I, with this film, was introduced to composer Sarah Shatner. What a soundtrack she created for this awesome movie. I mean, a big part of why I'm calling this an awesome movie, of course, besides the acting and the story and all that, is her soundtrack. This one sets the tone for the movie. Really great job. From the beginning to the end of the movie, it does not let up. Whether it's the action scenes or for some of the like emotional parts of the story too, absolutely great job. If we're scoring just the soundtrack, it's a 10 out of 10. Some of the other works that Shackner has composed for include the video games Assassin's Creed, as well as the indie horror film The Lazarus Effect, a few episodes of the TV series Chef's Table. Alright, I guess we gotta do the cons part two. There are two things. First of all, just for one or two parts, and they're really, they're small parts, the special effects don't look great. There's a part with a lion. That part does not look that great. Besides that, everything else, all the really important stuff with the predator, with other animals, with the action, with the scenery, most of the movie, 95, let's call it 99%, really looks great. But that part kind of, eh, not so great. The other thing too, and I don't know if y'all are going to debate me on this, but was the fact that this movie was limited to being on Hulu only. Why? Disney, look, I get it with COVID at the time, maybe it was making the decision, or maybe now you're trying to change your business model a little bit and to diversify. Why would you not put this movie out into the theaters? This one would do well. There are two movies recently that decided to go straight to streaming, which were theatrical in scale. 13 Lives on Amazon Prime, and we'll be talking about that one on another episode, and this one. Now, I get 13 Lives, It's a drama and trying to get dramas into theaters when it's uncertain if people are coming back to the theaters for anything other than big budget or thrill type of movies. I get that. It's a risk. This is a thrill kind of movie, though. This one would have done well. I just got to say the fact that you are limiting how your audience can access this movie, that is on you. Pray you're only able to see it if you subscribe to Hulu. Now, I get that you can do month to month, and so you're not locked into contracts anymore. That's great, but still, why is there not even an option, for example, to rent or buy this if you're on other platforms? I just don't understand why you're both hurting yourself and you're limiting your audience having access to this movie. With all of that being said, though, this is still one of the most satisfying movies of the year. I absolutely stand by my 9 out of 10. I know for some of you out there who say I score things a little generously, (coughs) Katie, I'm just going to say that when a movie, doesn't matter what genre it is, action, drama, thriller, rom-com, series, whatever, if it delivers on what it promises from beginning to end, you've won me over. And this one easily did that. I'm sorry, Arnold. I liked this one better than your movie. Prey by Dan Trachtenberg with Amber Midthunder as Naru. Definitely a 9 out of 10. A summer blockbuster as far as I'm concerned. I do hope you check it out. Let me know what you think. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>